most competitive guy. I mean, I would throw on Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. It's another edition of King and Foster right here on NRM Streamcast. Tom Azaway in our studios. Terry Foster out on location. What's up, T. Foss? Nothing, man. I refuse to uh, go on until I figure out what is going on with you and, and Giannis, man. Why? What's up with boy? me and Giannis? <laughs> it seems like you love the guy. No, I don't, I'm not a big Giannis guy. I do like him at all. You must have heard wrong. Okay. I'm, right. Yeah, I'm, I guess so. <laughs> you must have heard wrong. Jimmy King's on the horn too. Jimmy, I haven't seen you in so up, long, man. man. You, you, you look up, great. Man? You look great. Thank you. Thank are you, you still? Brother, so are, you. are you still in Texas? Yes. When the hell are you coming home? Um, I've had enough of this. <laughs> soon enough. All right. All right. I, I don't want to give away the surprise. It'll be. It'll be real soon. I can I want to see us back together in the studios again, man. You will, you will. How about how about a week from today? Okay, I can handle that. I can, can handle, handle that. that. I can I'll handle that. T Foss, look at T Foss. I think he's got a. You got a throwback Detroit News shirt on, huh? Yeah, I. Uh, it was a charity thing that they um, they started selling these shirts. Uh, shirts. What's what's my man, girl's name? Um. Anyway, she's she's a cutie pie. She she wore it in a uh, in a national publication and so they started selling these for charity so i bought one i did see that and i'm trying to think of that cutie pie myself it'll oh, come to what's me her name? it'll come to I forget. me I, I see her face was she an actress or a singer actress damn i know it this is killing me i've seen right that picture it's killing me too all right we'll look it up we'll figure it out yeah look it up Hey but guys, she's, well, she's probably in her forties, whoever she right. is. All right, it's gonna yeah. come to me. It's gonna come to me. But let's right. let let's chat. Hey, first time the three of us have been together for a few weeks, so it's it's kind of cool, man. I'll let Terry <laughs> Terry Foster you lead us off. Uh, sports are in yeah, full swing, know, man. Man, as I want to say, I am so happy that you're back. I was convinced you're gonna get eaten up by a shark. I know the bull shark. The I know the bull shark. Did you get I did. In the ocean? I did go in the ocean. I did. I did go in the ocean. And, and a bull shark didn't get you. A bull shark didn't get me. There were a lot of lot of little crabs washing up because they had a hurricane, you know, a, uh, well, a part of a, a hurricane, a, a storm that hit the that hit uh, mm. South Jersey just a few days before I got there. So when I get to Jersey, they had no power. So I'm staying at my sister's house, no power, no nothing. We go down to shore, still no power. And the power came back finally after three days in. But uh, we had a great time. Uh, New Jersey is where my family's from, and my kids love it. They're like, why do we live in Michigan, Dad? That's what they say to me. Why do we live in Michigan? I tell them because that's your home state. That's why we live in Michigan. Hey, I don't man, know what else to say. <clears throat> Watch, Jimmy. Hey, Matt, what did y'all do? What did y'all do um, while the electricity was out, while there was no power? We, we what did just you do hung, to occupy yourself? We hung out. We took uh, took walks. We took drives. Uh, we ordered food. And, you know, food got. We went and picked it up. Ate outside. We made the best of it. No TV. No yeah. nothing like that. We made the best of it. And, and we made sure the girls like the weren't on their phones. Before, 
Yeah, before all the TV and radio. I know. It, it worked out fine. We played games and played cards. We played a lot of Euchre. I brought Euchre to New Jersey. <laughs> well, you, Euchre, what about um, Phase 10? That's a new popular game. Have you tried that yet? I haven't heard that, Phase 10. What's that? It's a, it's What's a, it's like, it's like a it's a rummy type style game, um, okay. so it's like a uh, yeah um, derivative adaptation of. Hey. What was what was that game you guys were trying to tell me about? You were telling me about there's a there's a certain Detroit way to play a poker or something like that. No, that was Tonk. Tonk. <laughs> yeah. <That's it. laughs> you got to teach no, me Tonk. If you remember, black people don't play euchre. Right, I forgot. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's what so, it is. Tonk. So we don't know anything about euchre, but we play Jim Rummy, Tonk, Spades. That's that's the one. How about Go Fish? You play Go Fish? Spades and Beer Wiz. Yeah, when I was twelve. Spades and Beer <laughs> When I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Hey, tell me about uh, your thoughts on the NBA bubble, and uh, we got four. Four series that are already played one game. The next four are starting to play tonight. You got the Bucks and Magic, Pacers Heat, Rockets Thunder, and the game that I think is going to really be different, Lakers and Trailblazers. The Blazers come in red hot. Lakers still the number one seed. Jimmy, I'll go to you first. Well, I like what I see so far. The games have been very entertaining. Even when they started out, a couple of games started out to be blowouts early, uh, proved to be competitive. Uh, late, so I'm excited to see uh, the Lakers and Portland, particularly how Dame Dollar has been on fire hey. in the bubble. And I want to see how LeBron and AD is uh, getting their troops ready to to take on this this monumental task of getting the NBA title. But uh, the game so very competitive from what I've seen, and um, you know I'm looking to see more. So I, I've been uh, pre- presently. Um, uh, or, or surprised um, that, and it's been and, and it's been good so far. So far, Terry, how about you? Early, you, you know, the one thing people say you cannot do in the NBA is turn it off and turn it on. Yes, you can. Uh, LeBron James does mm-hmm. it every year. Uh, I think some of the superstars. You know, I think the Lakers lost interest in the bubble. They were just down there trying to get into shape and get their game together. But now we're going to see it at 36 years old and with LeBron and AD. Can you turn it back on? Can you be, be uh, a perennial winner? I think you can. Now, Portland comes in hot. But um, the thing that I like about the NBA playoffs, Damian Lillard can be shut down. Um, players start to look at the game plan. They start to believe in it if it's good. And they can focus on stopping Damian Lillard. You can't do that in the regular season because you're just trying to get through game to game to game, and you're not really focused on one guy. But I think the Lakers have the length, have the talent. And you have to remember, Contavious Caldwell-Pope used to be a really good defender, and he can be that again. So uh, I think um, it's going to be real interesting to me to see if Dame Dollar can continue to be this hot. It's going to be good. Vegas heavily favors the Lakers still to win this series. I just talked to Rod Beard and uh, Clarence Black. We were just chatting about this series, and they think it's going to be a tight series. On paper, it looks like it's going to be tight because look how, how the Blazers got into this playoff. It should be good, but you don't go against Vegas. If Vegas is saying lay 100 down 
on Portland. We'll give you almost 400. That's bull. That means they're not going to win. <laughs> yeah, but you have to also remember Vegas looks for chumps also. Uh, so you can't pay attention. Vegas doesn't set lines based on what they think is going to happen. They, they set them based on what they think the fools are going to bet. Good point. So they're luring you in. <laughs> Be careful, Mass. Don't don't put all your money in I'm there. not. I'm not betting it. I don't want to see you on with a wheelbarrow. First, you don't way. want to see me. You don't want to see me uh, with a sandwich board on me. You don't want to see me get eaten by a bull shark. You're watching out for me. I care. I care about you. Now, what are you complaining about? No, no complaints. Now, no complaints. I was sure you weren't going to come back, but you know what saved <laughs> you, Mass? Was the storms because Probably. the bull sharks when the storms come. They go way down deep, and, they, and they're not interested in eating up people. So that's the only thing that saves you, Penguin. That's good, man. We're here. Uh, yeah. uh, it's King and Foster on NRM Streamcast. Uh, let's keep it in the NBA. Thursday coming up, guys, is uh, the virtual NBA draft lottery. And the Pistons will have Troy Weaver at the helm. He'll be on the video just like you guys. And supposedly they have a 10.1% chance of getting that number one pick. Of course, we all know that in Detroit, they've gone 0 for 13 in the draft uh, for moving up. So who wants to start with the Pistons draft, and who who do you think they'll take even? You know, good and well, the Pistons are not going to get the number one pick. I had to hear weeks ago about what a great shot the Red Wings had at getting the number one pick. Yep. They ended up number four, and your stupid New York Knicks got the number one. Uh, not, not the Knicks, but the Rangers got it somewhere. Yeah, somehow. that's not my team. I don't like them. Yeah, they, you know, leagues are not interested in rewarding Detroit teams. I don't know why, but just kind of happens. So, Pistons will probably get a top five pick or a top three pick, but they're not going to get the number one pick. Let's, let's not go down that rabbit hole. How about Golden what? State? Detroit Golden State. Red. Detroit Red. Let's go, Detroit. Detroit's getting the number one pick. That's why I'm wearing my Detroit Red. We're not here to play nice. Let's take this pick. You guys have no faith in our Pistons, in our Detroit sports, always talking about we buying fools gold, always talking about the fake hype. I'm never giving up on my city. I'm never giving up. There's going to be that one time, and it's coming. It's going to be in the next. When is the draw? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. Two days. Yeah. Detroit's going to have the first number one overall pick. That'll be great. How about if the Warriors get it? What if the Warriors get it? They have the highest number. They have fourteen percent. Get it? We know it's rigged. Detroit deserves it. Detroit is the new renaissance. How about the poor Red Wings? I'd be okay. okay. But you know what? Let me say. Let me address the Red Wings thing. I, I believe in the NHL, Gary Bettman doesn't want to see the Red Wings become a dynasty again. Um, when, they, when the Wings, uh, I think it was when they won their second cup, I ran into Gary Bettman. He was, he was alone in the corridor and everything, and I just was talking to him and I asked about what would it do for the league for the Wings to become a dynasty. And at that time, we all thought he really liked the Pittsburgh Penguins. He looked at me like he had gas. He is like he was not interested. He, he didn't. He didn't want to go down that venture. He, I, I could tell right then that whether it's by chance or whatever, the Wings were not going to get any breaks from the National Hockey League. So, 
And I, I believe the same thing for the Pistons, too. Just not interested in Detroit becoming a power again. Or if they do, they're going to have to earn it. Golden State, it's been a sexy story because of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and, and guys yeah, like that. that new arena. Yeah. Cleveland has a four, Cleveland and Minnesota also have 14% chances. So them and Golden State have uh, the most chances. Atlanta at 12 and a half, the Knicks at 9%. So a little bit behind. The Knicks wanted it last year. Let's face it, with Zion Williamson, he could have really put them on the map, and that was a disaster going where he went. What a disaster. Golden State's going to get yeah. it this year. All right, we'll see. I hope you're wrong, the disaster, though. The disaster is firing Alvin, Alvin Gentry, Gentry. Yes, agreed. Who's a, who's a who's a who's a great coach who deserved that yep. spot, who would definitely develop uh, Zion Williamson yep. into a, that was a crock. young great talent, in my in my opinion. So, Amen to that. Here's, here's the tough thing about Alvin. Alvin did things that the organization wanted to do. The organization wanted to limit Zion's minutes. The organization wanted to, do, to play players <laughs> – in certain ways. So Alvin did what he was told. Now he gets fired for it. That's that's not fair. No, it wasn't. And he had a lot of injuries to deal with. And of course, bringing Zion up, he's right. only there for a little while, for crying out loud. Right. And it was almost like he was a role player, a, a star player playing role player minutes. That, that to me made no sense. But I think that that was not Alvin's doing. The organization wanted to save this guy because this is a shortened season and yep. they didn't have a chance anyway. They want to make sure that he's 100% next year. And plus, Zion was never in NBA shape. And he's, right. you know, he was pudgy all year. So next year, you can develop this body, you can work on his body, and he can become this God that people think he's going to be. Who was the coach with the Bulls? And going back to that Jordan documentary, yeah. remember they told him yeah. it was a. No, before Collins, wasn't it? They, they, was it Stan Albeck or something like that? They told him, "Don't play Jordan so many minutes, otherwise oh, we're yeah. gonna." Uh, they had it, yeah. Um, was it Stan Albeck or no? Yeah, I think it was Stan Albeck. Anyway, yeah, that's what that's, that's that. what happened to Alvin. Yeah, if you play him one second over right. fifteen minutes, you're fired. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> you're handcuffed, man. Yeah, and that's what happened with Alvin Gentry. <laughs> so at that you moment, you got to do, you got to do, do what your employer asks you. Yeah, ask you to do. You take that chance, and if you take, and if you take the L, and you get fired. You know, you 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 have at least you have some recourse in saying, "Hey, um, I didn't do anything wrong, really." There's nothing, you know. They can't you know, point it to anything that I, I was insubordinate, or you know, they asked me to do something and I didn't comply, or. You know, we had a different philosophy. I did what they asked me to do, and they still can me. So, Alvin Gentry should walk out with his head high. He'll get another job. Alvin Gentry's a great coach. I played for Alvin Gentry. He's a good – when he was yep. with the Pistons. Do you know who's going to replace him? Jason Kidd. No. Who? Jawan Howard? Jawan Howard? Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew <laughs> If Big Blue goes down <laughs> to the Big Easy, I'm going to be right there supporting. <laughs> no, but Juwan, yeah, I, don't see, I don't see Juwan making a jump from the NBA to college for a year back, even with the circumstances that's going on now. Um, I know Juwan to be a very loyal, loyal guy. 
and him sticking around for at least another couple of years. But you can see him in the NBA because the NBA is after him. They like him. He's been he's been the guy. That, see the the way that I see this is as long as he's happy at the university, the university is taking care of him. It's a uh, mutual uh, growth and respect there. He'll be there as long as forever. But um, if if the relationship sours or uh, there's a limit there. Um, you know, the purpose of him to leave the NBA uh, was 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 to have the dream job of the University of Michigan. That was the only college job that he would have considered. And uh, so that's the only job that I would see him staying for. Um, and, and I don't see that, you know, relationship changing um, in, the, in the near future. I hope you're right. You know, NBA, NBA has some big money. They don't pay coaches as much as they used to, but they still pay big money. Um, you couldn't see Jawan Howard saying, you know what, let me go to New Orleans. I'm coaching one of the great superstars of the future in Zion. And, uh, you know, Michigan, I love you, but <clears throat> I got to watch out for my family. You don't think he'd ever no. do that? No, not New Orleans because of the way that they released Alvin Gentry. If, if, okay, if they're asking Juwan Howard to come in and to basically be a, I don't even know, a robot, you know, not really be his own coach or his own man, I don't see Juwan taking that position at all. I don't even see him entertaining it or, or considering it. Um, he would be handcuffed. He could see the writing on the wall. And quite frankly, if I'm any head coach at this point, I, I would definitely be side-eyeing um, the New Orleans Pelicans organization right now. You're listening right, to King so and Foster me... here on NRM Streamcast. Uh, we're talking NBA and uh, where Jawan Howard might be uh, heading because there's going to be a lot of coaches, a lot of coaching vacancies. They're starting to get filled a little well, bit. But I, I even heard a rumor well, that Greg Popovich might be interested in going to coach Kevin Durant and it, with the Nets. I got laughed at. Yeah, that's, that's what I read. No, no, no. That's that's not happening. That's that New York crap. Here's what happens. The New York media, the New York media figures everybody wants to coach in New York. That's no longer the case. The uh you know, Brooklyn, it's a bad organization. The Knicks are worse. Popovich is not going to the Brooklyn slash New York Nets. Not happening, man. Fine. He's got everything he wants in San Antonio. He's the man there. I know he is. Absolutely. Hey, I got something else to say about New Orleans, too. Don't forget the debacle with the general manager, Dale Demps, as well. That was a bad situation as well. So I'm wondering what's going on in their administration. I'll tell you what. A guy that, that wanted to have that job years ago was Joe Dumars. Remember? That's his home, right? Doesn't yeah. he, isn't that where he's from? Now, all of a sudden, he's yeah. the boss in Sacramento. Yeah. Interim. Well, yeah. sort of the boss. He's the yeah. president. He's the interim boss. So he's got to hang on yeah, to that. <laughs> so maybe he goes no, to New Orleans. I know there's someone. Maybe. Yeah, but the maybe front office is not the, the coach. No, they'll have to pick his own coach. But maybe he goes there as a, as the new boss. Because that's the job he's been, you know, supposedly waiting on. You know more about him, Terry, than, than me. Why is Joe taking so long to resurface? 
because Joe is kind of pissed off at the league. He's, you know, he's even though he's doing more things with the Pistons, he's doing things with them. But you know, it takes two to tangle. I think Joe would love to take over an organization, but in Sacramento, look at that interim. Then they haven't. Nobody's just said, okay, Joe, this is your team. Take it over. Do what you want to do. Um, I think Joe feels. I don't know if the right word is insulted, but he feels that he I should get more consideration that if you have an opening, talk to me, hire me, pay me well, and then we'll move on. Don't give me this interim stuff. Don't float rumors about me. Make sure that I'm your guy. I think the thing that hurts him is the last few years at the Pistons. People kind of forget he brought a championship here. Even when the Pistons were making Six consecutive Eastern Conference Finals. Joe Dumars was getting dogged because of Darko Milicic pick. Right. So there's not that faith in Joe like it should be. That's where we're we are where we are. Jimmy, I agree. I think. Um, I, I, I. Well, I don't know to the degree that Terry does about you know Joe and the relationship, but from uh, what I see, I can agree that, you know, I, I just think that uh, uh, Joe has been handcuffed. There have been some things that, um, you know, he's had to uh, take the blame, quote unquote, blame for or uh, be uh, attributed to for certain decisions. And, um, you know, over the years, it's even with them winning um, championships, uh with the Pistons is still uh, unfairly maybe is a precursor to a conversation to some of the conversations about bringing him in an organization. That's why you have someone with a resume like his that's now interim um, for the Sacramento Kings, unless it's another side to that story where they're almost luring him out um, and he's probably been, distancing himself and they're saying, Hey, you know, come out here and we'll, you know, not put any pressure on you or any commitments and just, you know, see if you like our philosophy, our, uh, environment and how we operate out here. So it could be, it could be both. Here's something about Joe Dumars that Jimmy's going to love, but teams may not like as much. One of uh, Dumar's priorities. He wants to. He wants a winning team. He wants to win championships, but he also wants to make sure that players who play well for him, who do positive things for the organization, he wants to make sure they get paid. And that's not necessarily the philosophy of teams. Yeah, they eventually have to pay him, but they begrudgingly pay them. Joe wants to make sure that you're rewarded for what you do on the court, and he doesn't want to nickel and dime these guys. And teams may not like that. I agree. I think Terry, I mean, Terry, I think Joe is the guy to uh, to honor. I mean, he's a former player. He knows what it means to give your blood, sweat, tears, your heart and soul, sacrifice family and holidays and, uh, you know, go through life changing uh, injuries, everything, you know, things that that, you know, uh, will go or last with you or stick with you for the rest of your life. So why not 
um, take care of the players monetarily uh, if when they earn it, and and especially if they deserve. Right, but you know, a lot of organizations don't like that. You know, especially New Orleans. They try to say it down. They got yeah, that emergency are. fund. You can't be spending the emergency fund. <laughs> <laughs> Or, a, or, that, or that or that extra yacht, you know, you know, you, you know, they got yachts now that 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 house yachts. So I can see them. I can see some of the owners working towards a a, a yacht selling um, yacht. <laughs> you should get a yacht. Texas. I'm going to tell you right now. The first time I see anybody trying to board my boat, I'm plucking them. <laughs> why? What you mean, why? It's international you waters. Anything people. You can gamble. You can gamble on you the mean, water. I mean, it's a capital offense, but all crimes are commercial once you cross the borders. He's plugging international them. waters. Hey, I got to plug you guys right now. We're done. You guys better put a plug in it. We're done. We got plenty more coming back. We're going to talk about the Big Ten. Did they cancel football too early? Tom Brady's back on the field. So is Ron Gronkowski. The Lions, they got camp going on. NFL is full speed ahead. This fans already are lining up to go see the Kansas City Chiefs. Plenty more to talk about on King and Foster right here on NRF Streamcast. Keep it right here. We'll be back. Did it, man?